0: Jay I am the Executive Director and Founder of the Austin Forum. I'm here with my Managing Director, Heather Bishop, and our main speaker tonight, Hugh Forrest, who is the Chief Programming Officer of South by Southwest and also a member of the Austin Forum Advisory Board and a longtime supporter of the Austin Forum. Hugh, thanks for joining us tonight.
1: Thanks for inviting me, Jay. It is an honor to be here and somewhat of a tradition for me to be making a appearance in late February, mid to late February, uh, at Austin Forum, right? It is.
0: Uh, it's a little different format this year, of course, but uh, happy to have you here and happy to be moving back towards in-person things. And we're gonna get to that in just a second. For all of those uh, people who have connected online, uh, this is a new format for us. It's our discussion format. If you've ever been to Austin Forum events before, we used to hold big presentation events in person. We now hold monthly presentation events online. We've actually had a few in person in between the surges, and we're going back to in person on March 1st. We will always have the presentations streamed as well. So our main monthly events at the beginning of each month will always be hybrid from now on, barring another uh, surge from a variant. So we look forward to seeing you on March 1st at our next hybrid event on cybersecurity threats in 2022 and what you can do about them. This is a new event type though, that we're going to retain. We're gonna have discussion events each month and they will change in format each month. So tonight is gonna be an interview and then open questions from the audience. Uh, Next month, it's gonna be a book review, uh, I'm sorry, a book club discussion. We're gonna be talking about Neal Stephenson's Snow Crash and the impact that many of the ideas in it have had on technology and society. So each month we'll do a different discussion topic and format in April, it's gonna be an AI and whiskey chat because we had such a successful one last year. So uh, look for these second events of the month to be online, to be discussion oriented as opposed to presentation oriented, but to always have some really interesting speakers as we have tonight. Now, the format for tonight will be me interviewing Hugh for a while, and we're hoping we get a really good audio production out of that because we want to use it in our Austin Forum Upload podcast series. After that, we're going to open it up to questions from all of you. So we're going to ask you to stay muted and to hold your questions until after we get through the scripted questions that Hugh and I have worked on that we hope will convey the maximum amount of useful information to all of you. So with that, Hugh, are you ready to go?
1: I am ready to go, Jay. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's do it. So as a background for all of our attendees, I created the Austin Forum on Technology and Society long ago, probably about 16 years ago. And what I love to tell people is the inspiration for creating it was South by Southwest Interactive. I would love that there was a place a conference that people could go to and go from session to session, learning about different technologies from different experts. And I kind of wanted to replicate that throughout the years. So instead of one massive week of tremendous amount of content, we did it where we created one presentation per month, a bit easier to consume for some people with busy schedules. But we very much were inspired by South by Southwest and TEDx and some other things. We've been very successful. We've been running for 16 years. South by Southwest has been a supporter and advocate and a sponsor of that. And Hugh has been a tremendous champion of the Austin Forum. So very pleased to have Hugh Forrest here tonight to talk about our inspiration, South by Southwest 22, and the fact that it's coming back in person this year. So Hugh, I'll start with a, a softball question. How excited are you and is the team to after two years of not being in person, to be bringing South by Southwest back in person this year?
1: Uh, I think we're a 10 on a scale of uh, one to 10, maybe a 12, maybe a 15. It's um, last year doing an online event. uh, There was a lot of stuff we learned there, but it's just not the same as doing an in-person event. And we work, uh, you know 9 10 months putting the event together the reward is uh when it all comes together in march and all these people we've been talking to online come together this celebration of creative creativity in a very creative city it is a heck of a lot of uh fun very rewarding and uh, again we're we are so so excited to be uh back in person for march 2022 knock on wood I, I'm so excited too. I've, I've been to all of the South by interactives and,
0: and South bys for so many years and was ready to go two years ago and I had an event canceled at the same time basically a South by so so welcome back to the in person part. What are you all doing this year in particular to take precautions about COVID we know the Omicron numbers, the case counts are plummeting wonderful news, but I know you're still being careful so what, what are you all doing.
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, we're uh, as what we did with 2020. Um, we are working extremely closely with APH, Austin Public Health, taking all our cues from them in terms of what we do. Um, specifically, that means that uh, if you are, have registered for the event and you come to the Austin Convention Center to pick up your badge, you'll have to show. Uh, your um, vaccination status, um, booster status. If you haven't been vaccinated, you'll have to show uh, that you had a negative test in the last 72 hours. Um, All the the conference uh, facilities that we use, the Austin Convention Center, the Hilton, the JW Marriott, uh, Four Seasons, Fairmont, uh, et Etc. et cetera, will be um, uh, masks required at all times. So uh, taking the safety precautions very, very uh, seriously. And um, if you're interested in, in learning, anyone uh, watching tonight is interested in learning more details on that, you can go to the South by Southwest website, sxsw.com at the top of the page. There's a link that says COVID protocols for South by Southwest, and it will uh, explain that information in much more detail.
0: Great, well, before we start talking about some of the content and the return to in-person, I did wanna ask you, since you did have to execute the entire festival online last year, what were your top learnings out of that? And how much of that are you gonna retain this year in bringing some content uh,
1: to people online? Um, great question. I, I think we learned a ton last year. Um, and like every other business, uh, you know, we had to learn that stuff really, really quickly. The, um, the, one of the, you know, advantages South by Southwest has is it's been going for 30 years and every year we got a little better and learned a little more. And then you come to the pandemic and we have to completely relearn the business model in the space of the business model and the approach, in the space of ten months, um, so we learned a lot from doing the online event last year. We also, um, you know, as much as we're excited about the 2022 event being in person. There were a lot of advantages for doing the thing uh online and and you know, replicated by what you've seen with what the with what you do with the Austin Forum um you know one of our biggest challenges at South by Southwest has always been that we have sessions that uh there aren't as many seats as people who want to get in and and that's frustrating uh in an online space everyone got in you know <laughs> that you instantly get rid of that problem uh, I think we also saw in an online, uh, the, the online event last year, it made it a lot easier for people to, you know, navigate from one event to a completely different event because you're just doing that with the uh, click of a mouse as opposed to having to walk across the street or walk to the other end of the convention center. So it made, uh, it, it in many ways, allowed people to experience more different kinds of the event than they had previously and, and, you know, uh, see more music, for instance, or see more films, um, as well as seeing content. So uh, we also saw that it opened us up to a new audience, people from um, around the world who could never travel to the event, but could take it in online. So again, there were a lot of uh, advantages and things we learned there, Um, we will have uh, a lot of online stuff for the 2022 event. It uh, falls into that magic word called hybrid. Um, so uh, people can, can um, uh, we will sell online badges in addition, or we are, we are selling online badges in addition to uh, in-person badges. And so that, that makes the event um, available to a, to a wide international audience. Um, and we'll have a lot of content that is uh broadcast live and then broadcast tape the blade on the South by Southwest website. So if you miss a session or can't get into a session, you can often go back that night to your hotel or your home and watch the session or watch the session at a, at a later date. So again, you know, technically we are a hybrid event for 2022 um, and hoping to bring some of the uh, best practices and lessons learned from 2021 into the fold for this year's event. I will say that you know the one thing that that the biggest thing that we couldn't replicate for an online event, and, and I think it's the same with with um, every other event that's used um, that had to go to an online platform is is you just can't replicate the kind of serendipity that um, often occurs at events like South by Southwest where uh, you run into something, run into someone that you had no expectation of running into. Um, you, uh, someone who, who can help you with something and, and weren't expecting that. And it turns out to really, um, uh, you know, completely change or make your experience in a positive way. And that is really hard to do online. So again, looking forward to the, the in-personness of, of 2022, when we will see more of that South by Southwest serendipity factor again.
0: You bring up great points about the transition to online, and we've seen those in the monthly Austin Forum events that used to be only in person, then became online. It certainly There were certainly some advantages, and I, I totally agree with your uh, statements about what's hard to replicate. I've seen some tools that are starting to attempt to replicate that, like randomly shuffling people into meetup rooms and whatnot. but. But it's still not the same as the in-person 3d experience of moving to places and running in to people on the way to places or in places you didn't expect to see them do you expect that south by southwest in retain- bringing back all of those serendipitous advantages in person but embracing online and always looking to future technologies will become a leader in hybrid programming embracing maybe even things like metaverse technologies and such as it brings online and real world together.
1: Uh, so Jay, every time you say that M word, <laughs> some furry animal in some faraway place gets a needle stuck into their back or something. Yeah, I think that uh, that that. Um, we, we did a, a metaverse uh, experiment last year. It was very positively received. We'll do more of that in 2022. Um, and I think uh, we'll see even more of that in the uh, short-term and medium-term future. You know, that was always my kind of straw man argument um, when we talked about South by Southwest is, are we going to get to a point where VR technology is so um, so, uh, so much improved that, that it will be easy to experience South by Southwest or events like South by Southwest without leaving your living room. And I always, you know, it was a straw man argument. So I always said, no, no, you want to be in person. We have a human need to be in person. Little did I realize the real argument about what might, you know, long-term damage South by Southwest was the, a, virus. Um, but, uh, There we are. So, uh, again, I think that that um, to your question, we will continue to explore and push new ways to deliver content to our audience and our community, um, new ways to bring in new people, engage new people. That said, you know, our bread and butter for 30 years has been in-person meetings, and, and I always think that one of the most, uh, the, the, the ironies of South by Southwest is so much of what we do is bring together people who are working on cool new technology, technology that connects people in ways you would never expect, and yet what we always find is <laughs> it's not about technology, it's face-to-face interactions that are so special at events like South by Southwest, at events like the Austin Forum, at events like Austin Startup Week, so uh, I, I think we'll again, continue to do in-person events and and continue to augment those with um, new and impressive kinds of uh, technology.
0: So you mentioned the pandemic, and of course, one of the big impacts it had was a cancellation and then an online version of the meeting. How has the pandemic and your response to it changed the higher level South by
1: vision and goals, or
0: has it changed the overall vision and goals?
1: I, I don't know that it's changed our vision and goal goals all that much. It just, you know, it, it, it um, was a disruption that we never expected, foresaw like like most other most other people did, and and um, and most other companies didn't foresee either. So um, it's made us adopt new new processes, new. Um, new ways of thinking, uh, you know, uh, figure out how we can um, uh, adopt business strategies that that will be more focused on year-round content and year-round monetization as opposed to content that only happens at two weeks out of the year. That was, again, something we have been thinking about, talking about before. But again, the pandemic forced us all to, you know, uh, jumpstart, Quick start, all those kinds of um, conversations, all those kinds of thinking processes. And, you know, I I think you'll see more of that in the future from South by Southwest where we're doing more things at other times of the year, more content at other times of the year that, and and, and again, that will um, help protect us from future challenges like this one, help protect us when years when we have really bad weather at South by Southwest or have other kinds of unforeseen problems. Um, and, and I think that ultimately we will come out of this stronger. But um, you know, the 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 24 months since last since March of 2020 have been a hell of a difficult ride, as they have been for most everyone on this call and and on this Zoom tonight. And I you know I, I specifically remember talking to you, Jay, in early March 2020, and saying, you know, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to do this, and you saying. You know, Hugh, you can't predict viruses. (laughs) And uh, you were righter than most people were, um, or very accurate than most people were. Because again, early March, we all thought, yeah, this is no big deal. We can get through this. And how wrong we were early March 2020.
0: Well, I I just appreciate you all being so resilient and finding a way to come back last year in an online way, which was completely the opposite of how you delivered all previous South By's and now this year retaining that while going back to also having in-person content. So I think in the end, South By will be even better for all of it. So let me ask you a little bit about the content though. So the pandemic clearly changed how you delivered it last year and, and augmented how you'll deliver it going forward in the future. But what about content? How much how much are you seeing the content change and how much are you all changing the themes based on the increase in work from anywhere, the increase in digital transformation, the increased attention to digital transformation, the uh, increase in interest in things like epidemics and healthcare and rapid development of vaccines. Are you seeing lots of new content that is directly or indirectly related to the pandemic impact on society?
1: To a degree, uh, maybe not as as uh, as radically as you're painting it. There, you know, we were doing health and med tech content. We've been doing that for the last five years, and so uh, we will continue to do that. That is um, that was really inspired more by the the Dell Medical. School right. opening in Austin as opposed to the pandemic, but certainly um, a, a, a significant portion of that health and med tech content for 2022 will be talking about um, pandemic recovery, pandemic um, uh, strategies, uh, how to prevent the next pandemic, that type of thing. We have a summit this year on future of work, but we've been doing um, that, con- that kind of content Uh, for the last few years as well. But, you know, again, what was in theory in terms of future of work in 2019, you know, has completely come to pass in 2022 with more of us working from home with more people, you know, quitting their jobs and deciding they wanted to do something else. We all kind of talked about this in theory uh, three years ago, it's um, much more in place now. I think the other thing that's really different or, or not maybe really different is too strong, but different in 2022 versus our last in-person event uh, in 2019 was, you know, in that three-year interim, George Floyd happened and that really changed, you um, for a lot of us, the the narrative of what we're doing in this country, um, uh, what we're doing uh, wrong, and, and how we need to improve, and I feel like we were doing a pretty good job in terms of showcasing DEI at South by Southwest before. I know that we've doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on that for 2022, and it's something that that uh, we need to continue to doing to do as we move forward. So I'm um, I mean, always. Happy, excited, proud that South by Southwest can address these real world issues um, uh, and hopefully be a force for positive change um, and uh, as well, hopefully provide solutions that inspire people. I think one of the the best things that we do at South by Southwest is providing inspiration to people uh, with our content, with our speakers, with our uh, bands and films. And you know, uh, stating the obvious, the world needs a lot of inspiration in uh, 2022. And if, if we can help provide some of that, then we're doing something good and doing our job.
0: Well, I appreciate you bringing up the diversity, equity, and inclusion topic. It's one of the areas that I think South by has always been better than most conferences. And I understand the desire to ramp that even further. By the way, personally, I've always appreciated your role on our advisory board for the Austin forum in helping us to connect to a diverse range of speakers and ensuring your voice and that we hear it about the importance and I think that we do a, a pretty good job of that in our speakers over the course of a year as well. But a lot of that comes from you uh, for us. So thank you very much. Jay, well,
1: okay, let me tell you, it's much more fun to remind you about uh, <laughs> doing DEI than when people remind me about doing more DEI. But the bottom line is the same. It's an important thing uh, moving forward. And I'm happy that, that we're doing more of that and that the Austin Forum has done a lot of that as well. So all good.
0: All right, so let's talk about the structure uh, and how that relates to the content this year. You've got some new tracks, you've got these summits. Can you share with us your thinking behind some of these, uh, behind the summits and behind the new tracks? Well,
1: we've got 15 tracks this year. Um, uh, For 2020, we had 20 tracks. Um, Don't read anything into that that we were gonna add one track every year, but we pulled that back a little for 2022, 15 tracks. Um, Two of the tracks that we added for this year uh, or or, kind of morphed for this year, we have a climate change track. We had been doing more climate uh, related content over the last few years and we had a climate and social action track in 2020. This year we changed that to climate change um, and have a lot of really powerful speakers involved there and really excited about that. The other thing that we added for 2022 is a transportation track. Um, and, uh, that is, that has a lot of content about EVs in there. Um, but it also has a lot of content about, uh, you know, commercial space travel and, and future of aviation and trains and your favorite topic, scooters (laughs) and the Hyperloop and all kinds of other transportation, as well as delivery stuff. I think that that transportation track, you know, kind of aligns with what I said earlier about the Dell medical school is that. South by Southwest has always been a very strong reflection of what is happening and trending in Austin. And, um, you know, it is, uh, it is unmistakable that since Tesla moved here, since Elon moved here, there's a long tail that has created a very robust transportation industry here. Um, and uh, we felt we should reflect that with um, a track at South by Southwest. You also mentioned summits. Um, Summits are, uh, tracks generally last four to six days. Summits are shorter. They're two days. They're deep dives into specific topics. Um, So some of the summits that we are doing for 2022, we've got a uh, summit on finance 3.0, which is, crypto. Um, We have got a summit on future of work. Again, that's something very important in where we are in 2022 and and content that we've been covering before. We also have a summit on cannabis. We've been doing a track on cannabis this year. We pushed that back to a summit. We also have a summit on psychedelics, um, which you can argue the psychedelic industry um, is where the the cannabis industry was ten years ago, and I think a lot of that um, that uh, psychedelic track uh, summit in, uh, inspiration came from uh, Austin resident Tim Ferriss, who has really really pushed uh, that, and will be doing a uh, session on um, psychedelics at twenty twenty two. So again, the the summit stuff is is just makes it a little bit easier to uh, find some, find some of this content and deep dive into this content. Um, I, I think, or, or, I know that one of the challenges going on, the, the challenges we always have at South by Southwest is that there's so much information, so much content, so many things to do. It's often, you know, uh, difficult to find what you want is as, as hard as, as, as much as we work on making it easier to find. So, uh, tracks and summits, um, help with that, uh, With that location um uh locating the content that that you want to find and hopefully um get people the information that they most want out of the event
0: great well hugh i know as chief programming officer you love all of your content kids (laughs) but as hugh Forrest, interested techie and interested in all the other aspects of south by southwest because it has such a diverse program what are you personally most excited about this year at south by southwest and don't worry we won't share this this recording with anybody (laughs) speaking
1: at south by Southwest. nice um well i i i'm i'm working on that transportation track so i'm really excited about that um i am fascinated how austin is is changing and and how so much of that change is related to um our chief twitter or twitterer who moved here but other things that that I'm really excited about, and one you know aligns back to something you said earlier, uh, someone who I've wanted to have speak at South by Southwest for ages, um, we finally secured him this year and announced him earlier this week as a keynote. That is Neil Stevenson. Um, he wrote the book Snow Crash, which is your uh, in your book reading, and Snow Crash, you know, is the Bible for the metaverse. Um, uh, so it's fascinating to have him here. He's got a new book out that came a new Book that was released in uh, November called Termination Shock. And the new book is about climate change. And it's about a tech billionaire or trillionaire who decides that they're going to try to make the world better in terms of mitigating climate change. You can, you know, uh, (laughs) you can draw your parallels to real world events there. So, really excited to have uh, Neil Stevenson involved. And he's someone who doesn't speak a whole lot. So that'll be great. Another one that we announced this past week um, uh, is someone I wasn't familiar with until six weeks ago, a gentleman out of Oakland named Eddie Zhang. He's someone who spent 25 years in prison um, in a kind of Kafkaesque journey of uh, a, a, a relatively small crime committed as a teenager and then uh, just never being able to get out. But when he finally got it, when he did finally get out, he... Um, Developed a foundation that that helps uh, at-risk youth. Um, there's an incredible story about Eddie Zhang in the uh, New Yorker from early January or late December. Um, he's going to be talking about uh, the the penal system, how you reform that, um, how you help the uh, help immigrants who uh, are, are challenged in this country. Really excited to have there uh, have Eddie there, and Eddie definitely. Eddie at the event and Eddie definitely falls into what I talked about earlier about showcasing people who are inspirational, who have a vision, who um, have taken something not positive in their life and turned it around and um, uh, are a role model for how we can all do better. So those are a few of the things that I'm extremely excited about. But as you said, all our content is amazing and I'm excited about all of it. And We don't have enough time to talk about all of it tonight.
0: Well, fortunately, you have a website that uh, it's actually almost even hard to find things in the website because there's so much. And that's a good problem to have. But every time I come across something, even in the website, I think, oh, I want to see that. I want to attend that. And then you issue another announcement by email. And I get that blast. And I think the last one you mentioned Lizzo and Scott Galloway and Beck. uh, And I think that was just earlier this week, a few weeks before South by. Do you have any other big email Announcements are coming out about
1: new content, new speakers, new keynotes? Softball down the middle, Jay. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we did announce uh, February 15th, Tuesday this week, we had probably our biggest in terms of volume uh, announcement of keynotes and featured speakers ever. We announced three keynotes, I think, and then 100 plus featured speakers. And again, that ranged Lizzo and Beck as as, uh, uh, keynotes. featured speakers ranging from uh, 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 Francis, Francis Haugen, the whistleblower, to uh, Doug Parker, CEO of American Airlines. Um, we do have one more big featured speaker and keynote announcement that will be either in late February or early March um, and have some amazing names lined up for that. This is a little bit later than we typically announce this stuff. But I think that's a factor of, you know, the, that that just in the last two or three weeks, Omicron has begun to plateau and people who are a little bit on the fence about speaking are all of a sudden saying, yeah, I want to be involved. And I think that, you know, just as we were a, um, you know, we were one of the first big events, big conferences to cancel in March 2020, we're one of the first big conferences to come out of the Omicron spike. And there's, you know, more so than ever before, we're getting people who are kind of uh, dropping in our lap in uh, mid February saying, Hey, do you still have space? I want to speak. And my advice to my staff is always like, tell them we do it next year, but there've been so many amazing people that have fallen in our lap and, and that we've, that are, are getting back to us at this point that that we're again adding some really really cool stuff so stay tuned and um let me say the other thing there and and you touched on it is you know if, if you are investing in a badge at south, for south by southwest or if you're thinking about investing in a badge for south by southwest or if you are not going to uh, invest in a badge for south by southwest but want to figure out the best way you can uh, uh take advantage of the event um, spend some time on the browsing the South by Southwest schedule, um, you know, see who's coming to town when they're coming to town, what kind of free events there are, where you might be able to network with these folks. Even if you don't have a badge, it's, it's a, it's a big, big, big event. It's easy to feel overwhelmed at South by Southwest if you don't have a plan. So that, that is always my number one point of advice is come up with a plan of what you're trying to see, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to learn, who you're trying to meet, and how you're going to do that at the event, and it's, you know, easy and fair that if a better opportunity um, arises, you can ditch the plan. But it's, um, I tend to think you're going to be lost if you don't have a plan and just show up and uh, and don't quite know what you're doing. Again, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by South by Southwest if that's your approach. Hugh, yeah, that that's great advice,
0: and that's the advice I give to people. I'm sort of OCD, I I try to master things, and attend them, and South by is not one of those things that you can attend 1,000 plus sessions, so the first few years I went, I recall, you know, really loving what I saw, but this constant fear of missing out on all the great things that were scheduled at the same times, and I remember that transition year when I finally just said to myself, it's not about what you missed, it's about what you saw, if you just saw lots of great stuff, it was worth it. And so I do like the fact that some of it is now gonna be streamed and recorded and I can go back and see some of it, but I hope I can retain that sense of, you go in with the plan, you just make sure you see good stuff and you don't worry about what you didn't see because you're not gonna see all of it anyway. But as long as you spend that week seeing great stuff, you can be inspired, you can meet new people and it's totally worth it. Um, I wanna talk about the attendance before I get to some practical closing questions for our listeners. Um, The attendance, it now, you you know, you've always had a huge number of people come to this and you've always told me, Jay, it's not about the numbers. It's about the quality of the content and the amount of great content, not the attendance. I would expect that attendance would be down even if in person, even if total attendance might be up because of in-person plus online content. Are you seeing that or what kind of trends or is, are you actually seeing just a rush of people now signing up to come in person because they're so excited to get back to in-person things again? How How is that trend playing out? And in particular for our, your international visitors, you always have a lot of folks from overseas attending this. So what is it looking like domestically and what is it looking like from overseas?
1: Yeah, our, our, our patterns are just completely different this year than than they have been before. I mean, you know, 10 years ago when we had, The Austin skyline was completely different. We had fewer downtown hotels. We'd have so many people register five months out because they wanted to get a downtown hotel. Now that we have more downtown hotels, that that need to register um, early in the season is not quite as pressing. Then this year, um, I think a lot of people have waited until. February to see is Omicron, you know, going to have plateaued? Is it going to be safe for me to be in Austin if I wear a mask? And, and again, we're seeing one of our most robust February's ever in terms of badge sales where every day is better than the next day. Now I will, I do think that we will be um, a little bit down in our international attendance for 2022, Uh, simply because of some of the travel restrictions, um, you know, particularly from some of the Asian countries that are that have stricter uh, rules on entry. um, uh, I mean, leaving and then coming back. Um, So that'll be a little bit different. You know, one of the things that that uh, had been really amazing pre COVID was that our international attendance had grown to about uh, 25% of our total badge holders meaning you know one in every four badge holders was from outside the US. I don't think that's going to be quite the case in 2022 but I expect we'll get back there in 2023. Uh you know one of the things that I'm really excited about is that new direct flight from Austin to Amsterdam although that doesn't start until end of March but that's going to you know bring even more uh uh of our friends from Europe to the 2023 event and um Uh, I I think that, uh, again, we'll we'll, you know, uh, uh, see that international um, attendance begin to spike again next year, probably um, uh, fairly plateaued this year as compared to 2019 or
0: 2020. So that that makes total sense. I'm I'm looking the attendees are also more than I can possibly meet, even though I try to meet as many as possible. So again, I'm sure it'll be lots of people and I'll meet as many as I can. And I'll see seas of people trying to get into content. It'll be exciting. Um, in terms of advice for people who are attending in person, who are attending online or who are not buying a badge, but want to benefit from some So this is kind of a three-part question. What's your best advice for those attending in person for those attending online, but not in person. And for those who aren't buying a badge, but want to get some benefit out of South by, can you, I think you've kind of addressed it with the plan, but I'd like to hear you break it down by each of those groups.
1: Yeah. For if you're attending the event um, again, uh, spend some time um, coming up with your plan. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big investment. Uh, it's a big investment of money. It's a big investment of time and and it deserves, um, you thinking about it beforehand. And uh, you know, South by Southwest, like any event, is ultimately about networking. So uh if you're trying to meet X person at South by Southwest, it's really good to reach out to them now <laughs> via, via the South by social channel, via Twitter, via Facebook, via LinkedIn, and try to set up a meeting now. It's gonna be harder if you try to do it on the spot. So again, that all just that all just um, flows into the idea of, um, uh, planning in advance for people who are buying a, uh, or only participating online, buying the virtual badge. Um, I think that, that, uh, you can be a little more relaxed in your planning because you can digest a lot of that at your, uh, a lot of that content at your leisure. There'll be some live events, but a lot of it will be, uh, videoed on demand or, uh, or recorded and, and rerun. So uh, again, you have a little bit, um, uh, a little bit not so stringent in terms of your planning there, but, but I still think, still think that the more you plan and the more, uh, you, uh, kind of assess your goals beforehand, the, the, the more positive experience you're going to have. Then for that third group of people who aren't buying a badge, um, uh, my son's education uh, fund suffers, but uh, it's all good. And I, I would say, you know, be strategic in terms of um, finding the free events and finding and thinking about ways you can meet people. You know, one of the, the best things that is uh, that happens during South by Southwest and it is absolutely free is that there's a startup crawl on Friday, March 11th. Um, that uh, leaves at Capital Factory. It's organized by Capital Factory. It is a great way to meet some of the city's most interesting startups, most uh, innovative entrepreneurs, meet other people from out of town. You don't need a badge for that. It is absolutely 100% free. And there are numerous other events, particularly that various co-working spaces are hosting. So again, there's a, there are great ways to take advantage of South by Southwest uh, even if you don't have a badge and, and, uh, the number one thing it comes down to, and, and I'm not particularly good at this. And, and I think a, a lot of people in the Tech space or not particularly good at it. Is is trying to overcome your fears and not be afraid of networking. You know, say hello to the person next to you. They're just as shy and scared of uh, of talking to strangers as you are. But it is amazing the kind of the connections that you will make and the kinds of uh, long term, uh, short term, medium term, long term things that can come out of those connections. Um, you know, some of the best connections that I've made at South by Southwest over the years are people I have met randomly and stayed in touch with, and they've opened up doors that I would never have thought of. So again, um, be overcome your fear, be open to to meeting people, and that will lead to some really positive outcomes. You I love all of that
0: advice, and um, I don't even think I've told you this yet. It's going to come up at our advisory board meeting, so you'll hear about it then, but I'm going to have the Austin Forum team and advisory board put together a collective guide to attending South by From each of those three angles, if you're attending in person, if you're attending online, or if you're not buying a badge, but still want to identify some of the quality free events that go with it. So I'll make sure, of course, and take all of your input and put into that document. But for those of you who are regular Austin Forum attendees, we'll be sharing that at the March 1st. Uh, presentation event on cybersecurity threats. So we hope folks will attend that and we'll share a, a document then and, and how to access it. And of course, anybody can share it with anybody else. And we'll even provide some links to some other friends and colleagues guides to South by this year. Uh, lots of people make recommendations on things to see and things to do. So we hope to be a, an avenue for helping people make those plans and maybe even an avenue for helping with the networking part as well. We we have a special announcement we're gonna make in about a week as well about networking. And that's something we're creating for South by folks will
1: have to stay tuned for that. Um, well, that's, that's that's great to hear, Jay. I mean, I have, uh, you know, over the years I've seen people who have, you know, literally a folder or a binder of, of their schedule and and those people by and large, um uh, you know, are the power users of South by Southwest, they get yeah. the most out of it. They they have, you know, a game plan, something to follow that that really helps them navigate um, the event at a much more strategic level than, than others can. So excited that you're doing that.
0: Yeah, it does, you know, having a plan helps. You never end up sticking entirely to the plan. And I have noticed that the 8 a.m. sessions that I've marked <laughs> on my calendar seem to be the misses often,
1: but that's okay. Um, well, so- you'll, you'll be happy to know we don't have eight AM sessions this year uh, uh, for for you and you only, Jay. We uh, <laughs> put that advice. Our, our, no, we 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 start the day a little bit later and um, end the day a little bit later, a little bit earlier in twenty twenty two. You know, um, we're always tweaking, evolving the event, trying to. to take input from people's, uh, to, to improve. And I think that's one of the things that continues to make the, the event compelling is that, uh, we get, we, we are part of a, a very, uh, very strong, very powerful community that, um, has lots of great ideas. And in our best days, we, uh, uh, we implement those ideas and get better too. Well, I I love
0: that you're starting a little later this year, and I also love that you, with all your experience, think that by ending a little earlier, it's going to (laughs) make any difference at all, because we all know what drives the end is the end of the last networking event sponsored by the many participants and and sponsors and vendors that attend South by. The 2 a.m. bar closing time in Austin also has an effect on the ending time each day as well, but but I do like that the events are going to start just a little later, so that's great. Um, I'm going to ask you a big picture point, and then uh, one more advice question, and, and then we'll be uh, done with the Q and A part. Um, what do you think is going to be? If you had to predict, uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest trend or talking point coming out of this year's event? I know it's it's hard to predict the future, but if you you know the programming better than anyone, what, what you have a feel for this? What do you think it might be?
1: Well, I'll answer that in at least two different ways. I think that um, whether or not it is a trend, a a short-term, medium-term, long-term trend, you are going to see a ton of NFT companies, uh, startups in Austin in March. Um, So uh, they they have a lot of money. They're spending a lot of money, uh, you know, (laughs) Every inch that of uh, concrete that can be sponsored is going to have an NFT company attached to it. And by the way, um, I think
0: you're proving my previous point that the day <laughs> will end when the NFT party companies with all the money when their parties in.
1: Yeah, um, is that the biggest trend coming out of the event? I, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think that you know there are a lot of NFT sessions about how NFTs can you know uh, make make musicians for instance um get more equitable pay equitable pay for musicians i don't know if that's a trend or not I I, I I go back to the most basic thing i think the trend that people are going to see and be reminded of is um the power of face-to-face interactions and the power of creativity and that's the those are the things that we've always emphasized at south by southwest so it's kind of boring to say that but um You know, uh, the fact that this thing has survived for 30 years and has continued to get bigger has been uh, is a testimony to how important those things are. Uh, Bringing creative people together, bringing bringing creative people of all stripes together in a very, very creative city in March when when spring is beginning to unfold. um, It's a powerful combination. And uh, again, big picture. That's going to be the big takeaway.
0: All right. Well, my last question for you, now that we've talked so much about South by Twenty Two, is when do you all start planning for South by Twenty Twenty Three? And for the listeners, the attendees here tonight, and the listeners after the fact, um, how can they get involved? How can Austin Forum folks get involved in helping with the planning and execution for South by Southwest Twenty Twenty Three?
1: Um, you know, we we'll spend. Uh, a good six weeks to two months after South by Southwest 2022 um, dissecting what went right and what went wrong about this year's event. A lot of that will be from our personal experiences, but a lot of it will be reading feedback, pouring through feedback, hearing what the community said, uh, what their ideas um, are in terms of how we can get better. That That is always a... Um, Sobering process because you often find that what you thought went well didn't go as well as what you thought, and uh, what you thought didn't go well went a lot worse than you thought. <laughs> but it's it's part of the process of learning and trying to get better and trying to evolve. By May, uh, early May, we are turned around and focused on 2023, and then uh, the most important point here, uh, and I appreciate again the softball is that. Uh, mid to late June, we open the panel picker process for 2023. And the panel picker process is our um, kind of modifi- modified, crowdsourcing approach to content where we ask anyone in the community, anyone who can get online to enter a speaking proposal. And um, it ends up being that about 70% of our content comes from the community this way, the, the panel picker, propo- the panel picker process has many flaws, but it has even more strengths um, and assets. It's a great way to connect with our community in June. It's a great way to hear what our community is interested in. Do they want more NFT sessions? Do they want more sessions on VR? Do they want more sessions on crypto? Do they want more sessions on the Hyperloop? Um, and, uh, it's a great way to expand into other verticals as well as to get more speakers from all over the world in the event. So again, it, uh, uh, if you want to be involved with South by Southwest, um, Uh, entering a panel proposal in June is a great way to get involved. June is also when or late June is also when we start accepting entries for South by Southwest Pitch, which is our startup competition for the South by Southwest Innovation Awards, as well as the South by Southwest Community Service Awards. So, you know, we're a year round cycle. um, and, And I think that's one of the things that's helped us grow is is um pushing it to uh year-round and uh having a having a you know that much attention on what we do in march
0: thank you very much and thanks everybody for attending tonight um look forward to starting to see many of you again in person i've seen so many uh people that i've i've met over the years online tonight and uh but some that i haven't seen in two years so I hope to see you on March 1st. If not then, I hope to see you at South By. And if not then, please check out some of the other upcoming in-person events, including networking. And if you can't make those, as always, we hope to see you online and we'll make recordings of the main monthly events available online. With that, Heather, any final words? Nope, just thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Hugh. We appreciate you being here and for speaking with everyone. And that's all we have. Have a good night and a good rest of your week, everyone. I'll take care. Be safe. Bye. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Austin Forum Upload. You can listen to additional episodes and check out a schedule of our monthly in-person events at austinforum.org. The Upload is a production of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society, a nonprofit organization here in Austin, Texas.